the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. stories from inside the courtroom you want to go inside the courtroom i will take you inside the courtroom because i was inside the courtroom today and today was a great day to be a lawyer we're going to come up uh, we have megan kelly coming up in a couple of minutes and uh she's going to talk about alex jones we're gonna probably see if i can get her to talk about the raid on uh, president trump um but Today was one of those days where, you know, I'm psyched I went to law school. I'm psyched I worked so hard. I'm psyched this weekend on Saturday morning when Arthur wanted to go in the pool. I sat on the side and I read through uh, the brilliant sentencing memo written by my partner, Michael Jacarino and all of the reference letters from my client, Tasso. And I am happy that on Sunday I worked through it the same way. I'm happy on Sunday when I was washing the car in my mind. I was rehearsing what I'm going to say to the judge, how I'm going to argue to the judge. I'm happy that last night uh, when I finished the show here in the office and I walked out, it was a ghost down here. I wasn't too thrilled about that. There was no one here. And, and you know, when I was a young lawyer, uh, it wasn't often at 7 o'clock at night I was I was out of the office. But we'll talk about that another time. And I stayed here till almost midnight. I went through all of the files, all of the uh, the the documents that were submitted to the the judge on a case uh, in federal court that was going to be sentenced today, and um, it paid off. It paid off because I, I I will tell you this: I remember when I started in the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office those first couple of weeks. There's training. And a brilliant lawyer, and I don't say that lightly, a trial lawyer who was really fantastic. His name was Barry Schreiber. His name is Barry Schreiber. He's no longer, he's retired now. Um, but I'll never forget him standing there. Now, we're talking about 30 years ago, right? 30 years ago? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yes, it'll be 30 years in February. And what he said is, for every hour in the courtroom, you should expect to uh, spend 10 hours preparing for it. And that sounds a little ridiculous, but if you really look at how much time you spend on a case, um, it's probably that that probably underestimates uh, the amount of time because you're not in court really that much, but you're working on on a trial or a case for so so long. So here here's what's going on here: uh, a guy from my neighborhood, really nice guy named Tasso, um, who's a restaurant owner. Sadly, he um, got uh, addicted to oxycodone, oxycodone, whatever you want to call it, after he um, sustained a, a sports injury. 
and he got very, very, very much addicted. And uh, he was taking 20 pills a day. This is a while ago now um, because he's been sober for uh, almost two years, if that's the right word for it. Or he's been off of it for almost two years. But these drugs, these opioids, you know, it's an epidemic or across the whole country, maybe across the whole world. Um, and uh, he basically got caught by uh, law enforcement in a situation where he was asking other people to go to the doctor and to say that they had injuries, which they didn't really have. Um, they had pain. And so they could get the Oxycontin and then he would buy it off of them. Um he was eating basically all of the pills he was getting. So this is not the case of a guy who was standing on a street corner selling drugs or selling people, selling Oxycontin pills to make money or to buy a car or to buy a boat or, or to even pay his mortgage. This is someone who was involved in a situation where he was so desperate to get these drugs that he did whatever he needed to do uh, to get the drugs to put in his mouth. But he didn't look the judge disagreed with me when I was like, you know, who's the real victim here? He didn't really hurt anyone. But the judge was like, well, I don't know about that, Mr. Idala. But the bottom line is he was charged with a drug offense. Um, but And he was technically charged with drug dealing. Because even when you trade jar- drugs and you're not making any money, that's uh, technically that's drug dealing. And the judge, uh, who uh, it was an he was excellent judge, uh, Judge Berman, in the Southern District of New York, conducted a sentencing hearing unlike one I've ever conducted. It was very interactive. Typically, you go into the courtroom, the judge takes the bench, he tells you, I've read this document, that document, and this document. Um, I'll now hear, for, are there any objections to what I've read? No. Is there anything that you'd like to say, Mr. Idala? I speak. Is there anything you'd like to say, client? The client speaks. Anything you want to say, prosecutor, prosecutor speaks. And then the judge tells you what his sentence or her sentences is going to be. In this case, Judge Berman took the stand, took the stand, took the bench, and he articulated everything that he read, uh, all the details in our sentencing memorandum, in the probation sentencing memorandum. It was uh, it was the first time a judge has ever done that. And I, I thanked him at the beginning of my remarks. I said, Judge, at least now we know that, you know, you really have a real firm grip on this case. But he made it clear to, to everyone in that courtroom, and there were a lot of people in that courtroom, that his intentions were to send my client Tasso to jail. Um, they were asking for 30 months uh, the judge made a, a remark sometime in the middle of my presentation, which was probably a half an hour. Well, he goes, well, I, I'm not going to send him to jail for 30 months, but, which seemed to indicate like I'm going to send him to jail for some time, but not 30 months. And in my head, I'm like, you got to keep fighting. You got to keep fighting. I was thinking of my father and I was thinking of Dershowitz because they're so both of those men are the same trait that they have. They're tenacious. They never give up. They never give up. And I kept going and, and it was a tennis match. And he kept asking me questions. Well, what about this, Mr. Idala? What about that, Mr. Idala? And I'm answering. I'm, I'm hitting him. I'm hitting him. I'm hitting it. And uh, then my client spoke and he was fantastic. And I didn't tell him what to say. I didn't write what he said. He spoke ge- with, with such a sincerity and he was so genuine and so remorseful and so sincere and his family behind him is crying. And then the prosecutor spoke and he he tried to say, well, judge, you know, we don't know if he was really eating all the pills or if he was or if he was selling some of them. We, we, we don't really know that the answer to that question. And the judge said, OK, and said, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And the judge left the courtroom and in, the, in his absence, I said, look, Tasso, he's sending you to jail. I don't know if it's for a week, a month, but you're getting some jail time. The judge came out took the bench, took a deep breath, and he said, um, I, was, I was swayed 
by uh, the defense counsel's remarks and especially by the defendant's remarks. And I'm going to tr- I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to trust him and I'm going to sentence him to time served and uh, supervised release for three years. He could stay home with his family and work and do everything he's got to do. He just has to stay off of drugs. And it was a fantastic, fantastic feeling as Tasso next to me was hysterically crying. His family behind me was hysterically crying, brought a tear to my eye. I tried to be stoic, but it was a great feeling. It was a great way to be a lawyer. Now we're going to have Megan Kelly. We're going to have so much fun today. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. Do you remember when, you know, you woke up in the morning and you had no aches and pains and you just felt like a, a young teenager? Well, those days are over, folks. Let's face it. When we're healthy, we think we don't need a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy. We think we can worry about that when we're older or we become sick. And you know what? Nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or healthcare proxy. And what happens then? The state or the courts may have to make those decisions for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. And how do you do that? It's so easy. You just call Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law. They've been doing this for 40 years. They know what they're doing. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. So for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Buying a home requires a lending partner who can help you navigate through the mortgage process. The Citizens Bank Loan Officer can help answer all your questions and help you select the products you need in a clear and personal way. So the next time you have a question about home financing, call 212-857-6668. 212-857-6668. And ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732 863 so about eight years ago in Manhattan, yours truly was jumping up and down on the stage to this song like a lunatic, like an absolute lunatic. 
at uh, my friend's uh, holiday party. It's supposed to be a very professional event. It's a high-end event. It's a, the number one newscaster in the country's event. And here I am, the, the ham that I am. I hear the killers, Mr. Brightside, with uh, maybe a couple of libations in me. And I jumped up and down on the stage like a lunatic. Um, and instead of getting in trouble, I actually got, I, I got accolades from the host of the party, my friend who is about to join us, Ms. Megan Kelly. Hello, Megan. Oh, that brings back good memories. Such good <laughs> memories. You are never one to not be the life of the party. Doesn't matter. You can have great music like that by the killers, or you could have a little Neil Sedaka and you would make it happen. <laughs> I know. So, Megan, just in case anyone's been sleeping for the past, like, 15 years, I just want to tell the world, because now everyone, the whole world listens to this show, um, besides being an, a journalist, an attorney, a political commentator, a talk show host, a television news anchor, a wife, a mother, a sister, et cetera, et cetera, um, people hear you uh, every day at noon on Sirius XM Triumph Channel 111, and um, I... Just to prepare for this interview, went online and I saw your YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, before we get into the heavyweight stuff, uh, I just want to give you a heads up. At, towards the end of the segment, I would like to speak to you about the ocean world versus the mountain world. Because, I, you know, we, we're going to have a little debate about when you're closer to God. But I, the question that, that really comes out is where do you guys, you and Doug, get these names from? Strudwick? Like, what is, is that? Is that something I should know? Is that like in a book somewhere? Is it in a movie? You your your like dog's name mom. that eats everything is Strudwick. Where does Strudwick come from? You sound like my mom and my nana. My nana, because my kids have unusual names too, which are Yates, Yardley, and Thatcher. And my nana used to say, they have to live with those names. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Yates. The, the name of our oldest child and Strudwick, the name of our most recent dog, both come from Doug's side of the family. They have unusual family names. They're from Scottish and they're or Scotland and they're Dutch. And I don't know, but he had an uncle who played football for Carolina and his name was Strud Nash, the Carolina Flash. And we were like, that's too good not to recycle. So we gave it to our dog. Okay, <laughs> listen, it's it's fine with me. I but I I, I was watching and and I know Strudwick likes to eat things that are left on the front porch by the FedEx guy, and so I oh, just naughty. was curious it's where so these names come from. Um, so I watched uh, the whole video yesterday about Alex Jones, and when I um, you know, you and I have gone through a lot together, and and I've been through a couple of your little. You know, let's see, sensational moments on television with you. And I've always sure. done my best to be a supportive friend. And once this Alex Jones thing started, I, you were in the front of my mind. I'm like, oh, this was the whole Megan thing, et cetera. And I heard what you said um, last night. <clears throat> and, you know, the ultimate line is we don't only get to interview the good guys. And then re reviewing your podcast. Now, as far as I know, Alex Jones hasn't kill anyone, killed anyone, but. Sammy the Bull Gravano's got, I think, at least 19 murders under his belt. And he was on, he was on your show recently. And I didn't see any, like, you know, explosions uh, about you interviewing no Sammy backlash. the Bull. <clears throat> yeah, no backlash. So talk to me a little bit about Alec Jones and, and that period of uh, the Megyn Kelly's life then and, and now. Well, and, and, you know, other people have, so many other people have interviewed Alex Jones, both before I interviewed him and post his comments on Sandy Hook. 
and after. I mean, Joe Rogan had him on, featured. It was such a chummy interview. Nothing. No blowback whatsoever. People were like, great. You know, it's like, okay, so there are different rules depending on whether you worked at Fox News or not. That's really what it boiled down to. Well, yeah, that's um, what I, I, when I heard you say. I didn't exactly understand. You said there was resentment because you were at Fox News and now you're at NBC. I, I wasn't following who was resenting who. Well, the left never accepted me when I went over to NBC because I was a former Fox News anchor. And the right was mad at me because they thought I had sort of abandoned the team. I think they conflated NBC and MSNBC. And I was trying to do a morning show over there that was just non-political. I was just trying to find a job where I could do the news and still raise my kids. But in no world would I ever join MSNBC. I mean, anybody who knows me knows I'm smart enough to realize I I could never make it there. When I was starting my career, sure, I would have gone anywhere. But no, I understand what they are, and they understand who I am, and that would never work. But anyway, um, so yeah, I got a lot of blowback from both sides. My point was that in a lot of the controversies I I had at NBC, I had no army because, you know, the right sort of thought I had, like, jumped ship, and the left hated my guts anyway. Um, and with Alex Jones, while it was fine for the New York Times and the BBC and CNN and Rolling Stone to interview Alex Jones, it wasn't OK for me because I came to it with a Fox News background, which made the NBC audience very suspicious of me. Wow. And then just, you know, I'm just here shaking my head and it's it's an overall sad commentary on just kind of where we are and and where we're going. And I have to be honest, I avoid looking at this stuff, all of these kids who get killed, I, I you know, you look, we're in the, basically the same position, although now I trump you. I have a child actually even younger than you do. But Luca, yeah. <clears throat> Luca is exactly the age of the Sandy Hook kids. And oh, the worst, the, the most horrible story I ever did was that story when Geraldo asked me to go with him up to, uh, to Connecticut and Lise Wheel couldn't even get out of the, she couldn't get out of the, um, the trailer. She was just hysterically yep. crying when you saw the, all these kids' faces. And one kid, had his birthday was either four days before Luca's or four days after Luca's. And like I was shaken up, and it was hard. I, I was there, and I was praying. And watch, I will tell you, watching your YouTube video last night and, and watching your YouTube channel and watching the father, and you know, I was here all by myself prepping for a case that I handled earlier today. I mean, I'd love to hit Alex. I'm not a pretty violent guy, but I would love to hurt him in some way just because he's re he's re victimizing these parents. And you showed the video of the mom who was so poised and composed on the witness stand. You did a great job. With well, that. so thank you. I mean, this story and I go back, you know, I mean, I've, as I outlined in the piece yesterday, I've had a lot of professional and personal sort of intertwinings with the Newtown families and with the story. And um, I, I'm i concerned because I feel like so much of the right wing has now like embraced Alex Jones as some sort of a martyr, as some sort of a free speech, you know, pinnacle. And I just feel like this is not the hill to die on. You know, this is not the hill to die on, people. Alex Jones does stuff no one I know would do. I mean, I interview lots of controversial people on the right, you know, popular radio personalities, what have you. They would never say the things that he has said. It's not about some of the commentators will say like, well, he was wrong or he it was his opinion. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> he, he wasn't just wrong. He's he, his whole business is conspiracy theories. There isn't there isn't a single mass shooting that's happened in the United States that he accepts as real. He was asked and, and- that on the witness stand. That was his testimony. Not 
one. And what is what is his theory? What's behind it? It's it's the anti-gun lobby that is creating all of this anti-gun. Yep. It's the anti-gun government cabal. But, you know, it could also be, you know, he's the guy who inspired uh, a lot of Pizzagate. That one guy who went up there and shot up Comet Pizza because they thought that the Democrats were running a pedophile ring out of this. I mean, it's cute. That stuff is like QAnon. And look, if, if people need me to adopt QAnon theories or side with Alex Jones to, you know, be fans of my show, it's not going to work out between us. You know, that's just not even close to where so I let, am. Let's politically be, a, be a lawyer for a second, Megan. Just be a lawyer for a second. Just tell the audience where where is this case now? He came. They came down with this tens of million dollars punitive damages. What, what happens next? Well, the punitive damages award, which is for you know forty five million dollars is going to be be cut significantly under under Texas law you only get 750,000 per plaintiff which would be 1.5 million total not 45 million total he did win a 4 million or they did win 4 million in compensatory damages against him so they'll get that but he's filed a bunch of bankruptcy actions so you know there is a question about whether they're going to get much and his net worth is high it's any place between 80 and 300 million dollars a year that he earns with infowars so he wants his audience to think he's you know, man of the people eating dinty more, just like, you know, regular Joe. He's not. Alex Jones bought four Rolexes, Rolexes in a day. He's got a $70,000 grand piano. He's got the homes. He's got, he's a rich, rich man. So he's trying to avoid uh, any of that by all these bankruptcies. But I do believe he'll be forced to pay. Uh, and I don't think it'll be $50 million. I think that punitive damages cap will work to his benefit. But he's got three other cases coming against him. There's one coming up in Connecticut, which I do not believe has a, seri- has a similar cap. And it's all going to go the same way. It's just this, you know. Do you do it, you acqu- it? It was an opinion. He stated it like it was a fact, and now you're in defamation territory. Do you equate this case in any way, shape, or form to uh, Gawker being brought down in that suit, where they were just telling lies, well, they were just I'll, making I'll up stories? I'll tell you why I would say no. I'll tell okay. you why I'd say no because I don't think, weirdly, I don't think Alex Jones is actually malicious. I think Gawker was. I think Alex Jones is a, he's a weird guy. He's incredibly talented. When I went down there and met with him, he exudes like star power. You know, he's interesting and he's a big personality and you want to listen to him. You want to watch him. You, he's funny. Um, you, you're kind of rooting for him to just like stay in the world of the normal, you know, of what's real. Yes, you can question things. But he's gone so far beyond that on Newtown and other stories. It's almost unsalvageable. Um, But I don't think his intent is to be cruel. He says cruel things, no doubt. But I think Gawker's intent was to hurt people. Alex is more of a confused guy who sees a conspiracy in everything. But what about from the legal point of view, where you just, you know, your opinion crosses over into something that's that you, it, your opinion is just is just a lie. In other words, you're saying that that night is well, day I and day is night. Like, yes, you can't do that. You like he wasn't stating. I mean, listen, I've gone back and I have a long history with this guy on this story. Now, he stated repeatedly it was a hoax. It didn't happen. These are crisis actors. At other times, he'd say, in my opinion, in my opinion, but he made clear many times he's stating this is a fact. This was a fact. That If I did that, I'd get sued. And he should be subject to no different standard just because he, he his whole bread and butter business is conspiracy theory. So that doesn't save you. He was given and, chance after chance to take it back. And instead of taking it back, 
he doubled and tripled and quadrupled down. And for anyone who wants to be gripped, uh, but I would brace yourself, watch Megan's show on YouTube, and Megan then cuts to the father. And I really, it's hard for me to even say this, but how he, he his father... I can't even dream of, I, would, I don't even want to imagine saying, he talks about how his son was shot in the forehead and he looked the shooter right in the eyes when he was shot in the forehead. And then you have this juxtaposed to Alex Jones saying it never happened. It's like, whoa. I mean, you know, as I said, I'm, I, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but, you know, don't tell a, a parent who buried their kid in a coffin with a, sh- a bullet wound in their forehead that it didn't happen. Well, and then, and then when Alex Jones saw that, I mean, he'd been telling lies about Neil Heslin, that parent of Jesse Lewis, for years, not by name, but, you know, as part of the Newtown families he was accusing. And then when Alex Jones saw that, because Neil appeared in my piece on Alex to, to respond, his response was not, oh, God, I shouldn't have said that stuff about the Newtown families. His response was to put on this guy, Owen Schreier, who works for him, on InfoWars, with a, quote, report about how none of that could be true. He could not have held his son with a bullet through his head or have taken him home in a body bag because the medical coroner, the examiner, didn't release the bodies to the parents. And I mean, utter nonsense. Owen was destroyed on the stand at this Texas trial, completely admitted that his, quote, fact check of the article was by running it by some guy who wrote a book saying Newtown wasn't real. There was a title like that. He was destroyed. There was no fact-checking. It confirmed their weird pre-existing worldview of this alleged conspiracy. And it was defamatory. He went back out there. And even Alex Jones, the day Neil Heslin took the stand to say, this is what he's done to me, went on his show and said, this guy's on the spectrum. Wow. <laughs> it's so- beyond like his callousness towards this group, like literally the most sympathetic group of people in the country is hard to understand. Okay, hold that thought right there. We're going to uh, continue with the Megyn Kelly right after these messages. So, we're having so much fun with Megyn Kelly, but we do have to talk about something that's really important. Your house, the outside of your house, the color of your house, the paint of your house. And last night, I spoke to my friend Joe, and guess what? He listens to this show on a regular basis, and because of listening to this show, he called Susan, and they painted his house with Rhino Shield. They sprayed it on. He said it was three days. They were fantastic. So, do what Joe did. Call Susan at Rhino Shield, where they will spray on the ceramic coating that is 10 times thicker than paint. He told me, uh, Joe told me that yesterday in the mail, he got the warranty, the transferable warranty against peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, or mildew. 25-year warranty. Rhino Shield will increase the resale value of your home. It lowers your energy costs, holding the hot air in in the wintertime and the cool air in in the summertime. And now Susan is offering no payments, no interest financing for one year. That along with the strongest discount yet, 20% all for anyone who requests a free quote by August the 31st. So call today and lock in your 20% discount. Call Susan at 877-744-6608. That's 877-744-6608. Or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com, find Susan, and tell her Arthur sent you.
Are you a real estate investor looking to refinance one or more of your properties? Most lenders only work with cookie-cutter W-2 borrowers. At Cash Call Mortgage, we have loans designed specifically for investment properties. We qualify customers based on the cash flow from the investment property. Borrowers can get up to $2.5 million. That's right, $2.5 million. No tax returns or employment verification needed for our investment property loans. And absolutely no lender or broker fees. If you're a real estate investor looking to refinance a mortgage on one or more of your investment Investment properties? Give Cash Call Mortgage a try. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now, 800-940-7998. That's 800-940-7998. 800-940-7998. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions or visit CashCallMortgage.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with a flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Freehold Mitsubishi com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome back, folks. We are so lucky to have the great Megan Kelly with us today. So here's here's my other question for you, Megan. Man, we're, with, we're talking to Megan Kelly, and and who's smart on so many different levels. Um, what does this say? Now, so you just educated me. I didn't realize Alex Jones was making this kind of money. I mean, I I mean, I have the number one show here in, in New York City at, at six o'clock, but I'm not in the fifty eighty million dollar range yet. So, um, yeah. what does it say about the people who who are who are sucked into this by him? And obviously, he's got to be a huge audience if he's making these kinds of mo- this kind of money. Yes. Well, you know how he makes all of his money through his products that came out at trial too. He is constantly pitching like supplements, um, stuff for men's virality. Um, I don't know toothpaste with no fluoride. I can't remember all of his products, but he's got all sorts of products, and that's how he makes his joke. But, but so people are evidence. obviously people are taken by him. Oh, big time! Because for the reasons I was saying earlier, he is compelling. And I'll give him a compliment. We at NBC did, you know, a very long, we spent a day with a guy. And he was saying all this crazy stuff. And forgive me, I don't remember the specifics, but there was one. It was like, they're merging humans and pigs. And there are pigs out there with human faces. You know, he was saying like all sorts of stuff where you're like, oh, my God. Oh. We went back and checked, you know, all of these claims, the ones that were even potential for making air. And many of them were dead on. It was like my team showing me the little pig with the human face. Like, oh, my God. What? So the thing is, he's not all wrong. And when pointed in the right direction, because as everybody knows, our government does feed us a lot of BS. And they do lie about a lot of things. You know, they look at Russiagate and all, like, they lie. So, you know, Alex Jones is not wrong about everything. But he's just totally reckless when it comes to figuring out 
what's real and what's not. There has to be a higher bar for somebody who's got as many viewers and listeners as he does. Man, Megan, I think the reason why you are are successful is that you have the courage and you're brave enough to say what you just said. Like, Alex Jones is not wrong about everything. Because most people, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear that this guy is a is just a piece of garbage who's like spreading lies about maybe the I mean that it's got to be in the top worst incidents in the human history from at least modern human history I mean these poor little innocent kids as as the parents said I think it's Mr. Heslin you know I dropped off my son at nine in the morning I picked him up in a body bag I mean so but you know you're what you're saying is if you really dig deep with Alex Jones there's there is truth in some of what he says and then some of what he says yeah. is just off the wall there is there's he's not wrong about everything and you get him going on you know politics and sort of the democratic cabal and he's very libertarian which is very appealing right now in a time where we don't trust our government institutions so i get the appeal and frankly that was one of the reasons i wanted to interview alex in the first place you know i had seen the coverage in the media of his divorce trial where they were trying to make him into a monster and he was trying to say at this divorce trial look i'm just you know a man and i I have my demons and I have, and like the, the coverage about him was basically like, no, he's not a human. It was very unsparing and unforgiving. And I thought that would be a great person to do a profile of all the crazy conspiracy theories, but also he's a human, you know, and my understanding was he had backed away from Sandy Hook conspiracy theories by that point. So I go down to Austin, Texas, and I spend the day with the guy and um, it was actually like a little unfortunate because I'll tell you the truth, Arthur. Like he smelled so badly of alcohol, it was oh. very clear he didn't, didn't, even didn't know where you were going with that. Okay, well, yeah, I wasn't, no, sure, no. What, I wasn't or, sure what he smelled so badly of. Okay, of alcohol. Okay, no, so he drinks. No, just like well, but I mean, I I drink too. I love to drink, but I'm telling you, it was like it, it was the kind of drink. It was kind of smell where like it's clear they've drank so much the night before that it's just oozing out of their pores. You can yeah. smell it six feet away. Which tells me, you know, he's got demons. He does have demons. Um, and I know everybody's got demons, but I'm just saying this is sort of what I walked into. And when I sat with him and was expecting him to say, yes, people are saying crazy stuff about Sandy Hook. You know, I now know, of course it happened. That's a chapter I regret. That's ex- he didn't say anything like that. He right. tripled down on it again. He was like, you know, no, when you see the videotape of the loop going on, you know, the, the actors going in and out. And listen, I could have played seven other sound bites of him tripling down on those accusations against the family out of that interview. It was just insane to me. And the more I dug into Alex Jones, the more I realized he's hurt a lot of people, a lot of people. He's been really, like the comet pizza thing I told you about um, this thing with Chobani, where he was forced to issue an on-air apology about lies he had told about the owner of that yogurt company, blah, blah, blah. We could be here all day. Besides Alex Jones, a bigger figure in, so- in, and got the appropriate treatment. In your career now, between you know radio and TV and different networks, besides Alex Jones, who do you put in 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 that category of interviews that you've done that have been extraordinarily controversial? Mm, I'm a controversial. I don't know Putin. By the way, nobody cared when I interviewed Putin. I <laughs> Alex Jones isn't worse than Putin. He didn't start a war. Like, <laughs> but listen, okay, I, anyway, I, you, uh, you know, you just did Sammy the Bull. I mean, the guy killed 19 people. He's got this huge podcast. He's got this huge following. It, it makes you scratch your head. Uh, you know, someone told oh me God, the other the only day. People who cared about the Sammy the Bull um, interview were the mafia. <laughs> like, we got some friends. It's actually I kind of found out who of my friends is in the mafia because 
and like the big guys, the, the big Italian guys, Arthur, they come out and be like, that was some interview. What made you do that? I'm like, oh, well, I know. Yeah, I, I, you know, someone told me the other day, if you're driving down the road and there's a beautiful rainbow, no, you know, there's no traffic. No one, like, stops and puts on the brakes to look at the rainbow. But if there's, like, a little fender bender in the other lane, it's bumper-to-bumper traffic. And it's kind of the same thing. You know, it's when you, you do the nice interviews, you do the fun stuff, you know, or, oh, whatever. You, you interview a guy like this, Alex Jones, who breaks a lot of hearts, or Sammy the Bull has his own show, and he's going to tell you how many people he killed. Uh, everyone tunes in. I'm not exactly sure what that says about human nature. Um, but speaking of human nature... Before I let you go, or you let me go, or whichever we're going to do, they went into the president, the former president of the United States house the other day, or yesterday, and they went into his safe, and they're looking for papers, and it's a search and seizure issue, which my partner Barry Cammons literally writes the book on, um, and the president is understandably upset. I will tell you this, Megyn Kelly, that I, I don't know how many months ago it was at 6.45 in the morning, I was awoken by a phone call from Rudolph Giuliani saying, Arthur, the FBI is at my door with a search warrant and they, they want to search my place. What do I do? I was like, have a seat, have a cup of coffee and let them do their thing. I look at the warrant as long as it's signed by a judge and you know what a warrant looks like, Uncle Rudy, then, then you know, if it's all proper, you just got to let them do it. Boy, is that an invasive feeling to say the least. Um, but what does Megyn Kelly have to say about uh, the feds going after uh, President Donald Trump? I think this is disgusting and wrong and a lie. I don't think this has anything to do with stupid classified documents. Give me a break. Since when do they care about that? Ask Hillary. They don't. They are using <laughs> that as a pretext to get in there to see what they can find about January 6th. That's my belief. That They've made very clear the Democrats are hell-bent on finding a way to pin that on Trump legally, not morally, not politically, though they're related, legally. They want him prosecuted so that he can never run again because he's going to win if he runs again. And that's their worst nightmare. And so I believe this whole thing was protectual so they could get in there. And I don't know why. What do they think they're going to find? The secret Trump memo in big black Sharpie saying, I knew I lost and I unleashed a fraud on America. Okay, okay. Well, let me know if that's in the safe. So, Megyn Kelly, without knowing who the opponent is, you're saying that Donald Trump would win the next election? Yeah, I do. I think if if the Republicans nominate him, I think he's going to win. I do. Who else? Who's going to beat him? Joe Biden? He's asleep. No, no, I I don't think Joe Biden. His approval has only gone down. Like, Joe Biden, who we thought... No, 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 I don't think Joe Biden is... Well, who's it? Kamala Harris? No. Gavin Newsom? No. No, but uh, this this is... When you look at his hair, and then this, this is all <laughs> this is all I think of. I think of uh, nineteen ninety, I believe it was, um, or, or maybe it was January ninety or ninety one. Whenever we had the Iraq, uh, we first went into Kuwait, and George H W Bush had the highest approval rating of any president, I believe, to date, and no one ever heard of the name Bill Clinton. And, you know, next thing you know, Bill Clinton is the president, and H W isn't. So I just think it's a little early to. You know, to be making those because uh, Trump drives people yeah, both you're ways. You're not wrong. Listen, I don't, anything could happen, but I'm just saying right now you look at the lineup, Joe Biden's approval ratings are still very low. I don't think this lame, fake, build back better quote, inflation reduction act lie um, is going to help him. I don't think Roe versus Wade is going to do it. And I think they've just done the best thing they could possibly do to motivate the right wing. Uh, and make sure they get to the, the the polls come this midterm, come 2024. They may have just reinsured or insured President Trump's reelection. 
I think the Republicans are furious at the weaponization of the FBI and the DOJ. They were mad about the the parental interference at the school board meetings and labeling them domestic terrorists. And they're going to be furious that this BS could be done to not only a former president, but the guy who's likely to be the Republican nominee. I do believe they'll think if it can happen to him, it can happen to any of us. And there's only one way to stop it. Okay, listen, you're talking to a guy who I just had a big win this morning in in, in, in federal court. Uh, so I'm 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 fighting the good fight on do. behalf of the Constitution. Um, it was a, a young man who uh, had some issues getting hooked on Oxycontin after an injury, and he was basically getting Oxycontin illegally. But he was but he was eating it all. He wasn't you know he wasn't making any money off of it. But the government wanted him to go to jail for almost three years. And I think I know when the judge took the stand, he was sending him to jail. And after I spoke for about 45 minutes and my client and, and the judge was great. He asked me a lot of questions. It was a very hot bench. He didn't just like sit back and listen to me. He he peppered me. And then my client spoke, who was excellent. And then the judge said, I'm going to take a break and come back. And he came back and I was talking to myself. Oh, come on, pull it off, pull it off, pull it off. And he said, OK, I'm going to send you. I'm going to ta-, he said, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to sentence you to time served and three years of probation, but I need you to take drug tests. And it was my client hysterically crying. The family it was oh, wow. it was like one of those wonderful things. But, Meg, I got two minutes with you left. I want to ask you something about TV. Um, I know you, you speak to Dan Abrams. Um, he's on that new channel, News Nation. They're trying to do something a little unique. Now they just brought on Chris Cuomo. In the world of television, where there's so much competition now, so unlike when you first started, when you actually even had a different last name, um, it, it, the, the competition is just just everywhere. Is the, does a, a channel like News Nation with two names like Dan Abrams and Chris Cuomo, and I believe there's a uh, um, Banfield. I, I, she's on there as well. As, yeah, I mean, is there any shot of anything like that, which is trying to not be hard right or hard left of getting any traction, or do they just don't have a base to sell the commercials to? I just don't think so. In today's day and age, there's too many options. You know, like if, you, if you're on the left, you've got all of cable news to watch. If you're on the right, you've got Fox and you've got independent media in a way that you never had before. So you've got so many options. And I think, well, people may say they're in the middle. Most people lean a little right or a little left. And so if you could find, like, incredibly compelling straight down the middle people, maybe. But I just don't – I don't think so. And I love Dan. He's a good friend of mine. But so far, the ratings are not suggesting them. I and the numbers I saw were, like, I don't know, something like 8,000 viewers in the demo. And not even, not even like, a, you know, 50,000. You know, it's like, that's – that's not going to keep the lemonade door uh, open. I, and I if you really want to be nonpartisan, why on earth did they hire Chris Cuomo? Well, I mean, he's, it's going to be the new and improved Chris Cuomo. So one last thing, Megan. I know you said you feel closest to God when you're on the top of a mountain. Um, but I will tell you, when I'm under the water myself in the ocean, I have a very, very similar feeling. Like, I actually am talking to God when I'm under the water. Yeah, like the ocean is, like, over my head, and I really can't breathe. You know, I'm a, I'm in this, like, place of, uh, it's like a twilight zone, right? I mean, you're in a very vulnerable state. And, that, and when I'm under there, I'm sort of like, thank you, God. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my parents. And then I come up and I get my air. Whereas you're doing it on the zip line across the mountains. <laughs> so that's my worst nightmare. I think I had a wave. I know I had a wave trauma when I was little, and so the, I'm afraid of the ocean. 
I don't really, I'm a little afraid of sharks, but I'm really afraid of the waves. And so like being under the water with my head under ocean water is a nightmare for me. I'm like, you feel closer to God because you're dying. You're <laughs> well, but, but you know, maybe, but maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, I, I just thought, cause when I heard you say on, on one of your episodes that, you know, you're not a beach person. I'm like, of course she's so fair skinned. That sun is just exactly. not, it's not the way to go. Um, so There's I mean, nothing but, but death waiting me, for me there. It's like skin cancer, shark death, wave drowning. I just, it's not for me. Okay. Well, I got you. I, and I will tell you, I do, <laughs> I do enjoy a great trip to the mountains. Um, warm regards to Doug and your family and warm regards from Marianne. Ariana, my, our eight month old learned how to crawl this weekend between Friday and Sunday. She's <laughs> zipping across the floor with her bright blonde hair serious. and blue eyes. Oh my gosh. You're so lucky, Arthur. I'm so happy. Your family's so beautiful. It keeps expanding. We need more little idolas running around. So it's all good. Love right and, back to them. And, and I will tell you, I did get approval from my mother about the name Ariana. She said, you know, I got Luca, Arthur, and Ariana. She did not torture me. So regards from my parents as well. And, and they're, they're sending their love. And uh, thank you so much for your support, Meg. You are my first big guest here. And uh, I've been doing great. Uh, according to the general manager here, I've been doing great for the first eight months. We'll see what the future holds. I'm so happy. I didn't. I, I joined you. I didn't even know you were number one. I joined you out of love. Now I'm so excited <laughs> to find out that I've been on the number one show. Keep All at right. it. You, oh, babe, Meg, before we go, we, 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 besides listening to you at noon on Sirius and looking at your YouTube channel, is there anything else we need to know that's in the hopper for Meg and Kelly? Yeah, you know, you can download the podcast, too. All of that helps however you want to consume it, audio, video, visual, or radio. I'm, I'm there for you, and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm my own boss, and that's exactly the way I want it. <laughs> Good. Keep it that way. Thank you so much, Meg. We'll see you real soon. See you, my friend. Thanks. Bye. That was Megan Kelly, folks. We're going to be right back after these messages. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight is Travel Night on Radio Night Live, and Linda Perillo will be back with us for yet another edition. And we've got some very interesting things to hash around. Could heat waves in Europe be changing travel patterns? Believe it or not, the answer is yes. We'll tell you how tonight at 7. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. 
more of AM 970 The Answer and our hosts, then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM 970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle! When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Clap your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Because I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the breaks. Breaks on a bus, breaks on a car, breaks to make you a superstar. So simply, no, Mike, what year would you say this tune is? Wow. Uh, I have to say 1980. There you go. I mean, this is like one of the first rap tunes out there, right? I want to say one of the first. Uh, I mean, it, it, it definitely was one of the first trend-setting ones, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a big one. Curtis Blow. I would have never known that name. Curtis Blow. Uh, he's 63 years old today. Uh, Melanie Griffith is 65. Hoba. Hoda. Not Hoba. Hoda. Uh, the Today Show host is 58. A lot of birthdays today. Deanne Sanders, the NFL Hall of Famer and the sports cancer, is 55. And someone we were just talking about, well, we're going to get to him in a second, Whitney Houston. Ah, oh, the Star Spangled Banner. What a voice. What a shame. She would have been 59 years old today. She died on February 11th, 2012, at the age of 48. What a bummer. Um, it is National Rice Pudding Day, and little Arthur is a big fan of his rice pudding. So there you go, Arthur. And it's Chris Cuomo's birthday. The news correspondent is 52 years old. And uh, that was a lot of fun with Megyn Kelly. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I mean, I could, there were so many topics I wanted to touch on with her. Um, you know, it was interesting, the News Nation thing. And I can't disagree with her. There's just so much uh, different choices to where you get your information from. It's, you got to struggle to get any traction. I mean, you know, people forgot Fox News when it came out, I want to say in 97-ish. Um, the only reason why they really caught fire, well, I shouldn't say the only reason, but when they did catch fire was 9-11 and their coverage of the September 11th um, tragedies. Um, but I want to thank Megyn Kelly. That was that was a an interesting uh, couple of segments for us. She's a good friend. I mean, we called her. It wasn't hard. Um, the executive producer here, what's her name? Oh, Joan. Joan called um, called uh, Megan's people. And- Thank you. 
and it was a quick uh, it was a quick yes to jump on the channel with us to jump on the show with us. So I appreciate that. Um, and you know, as as excited as I I was or I am about the result in court today, um, as, that's as bummed out as I am about what happened on Friday with Glenn Hirsch, uh, the person accused of killing of killing someone over duck sauce. Uh, that's that, that he killed himself. That's what a bummer that is. I, I just see that uh, the New York Post, his wife was charged with possession of guns and Glenn um, left a suicide note. And in the suicide note, he said, those are my guns. So her lawyer filed a, a motion today or a letter motion to the DA's office asking that the charges against her be dismissed because he's admitted to possession. Um, and I, I believe that... I believe him when he said those are his guns. Now, to be clear, uh, my understanding is none of those guns are the same type of gun that killed the uh, delivery man. And uh, Glenn Hirsch maintained his innocence um, until the minute he died, according to his uh, his his note. So um, I will tell you, life in the law and then life on radio, um, it's not boring. I mean, I left here last night pretty late, as I mentioned, but... Sometimes it gets a little tiring. Um, I think I am going to, even though it's a Tuesday, I think I'm going to treat myself to a, uh, a little after-work libation. Is that all right, Sam Bellino? You think Yeah, I, can... I, I think you, you deserve it. You've been through the yeah, ringer a little been, bit. Little, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And um, I, I, and how was your Philly cheese steak from uh, yesterday? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, right. I was in I the mean, city of brotherly love. You have to, you know. Uh, listen, I'm with you, man, it, and it's uh, it, it's it's a legit piece of uh, of food. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the healthiest piece of food, but hey, if you're there, you might as well uh, you might as well jump on it. Well, I am very happy to um, be in this mood that I'm in today, between the case today and having Megan. And listen, it's Megan's still a big get, and I'm glad she came on and was so forthright, and she's very cool. So I hope you have a great Tuesday evening. I'm going to go have a drink, um, and I'll be back tomorrow for Hump Day. So have a wonderful time. I'll see you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.